This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. Stay up on the real culture of Detroit by tuning in to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network weekly. Music, art, business, comedy, and never-before-told stories from the people of Detroit. You're listening to the Ask Jennifer Podcast on the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Welcome, everybody, to Ask Jennifer, the podcast. And I am your host, Jennifer Crawford with Ask Jennifer. And we're always discussing, you know, everything small business uh, from small business owners, inspiring entrepreneurs. And it's just going to be a great show today. Uh, I just wanted to say that I'm so excited that it's National Women's in Small Business Month. And I just want to give a special shout out to all women small business owners out there who are making it happen. Managing a small business, you know, takes a lot of work when you're a wife, a mother, Uh, Or even if you're single, it takes commitment, consistency, and I just want to applaud you all for that. Uh, And so we're going to kind of get into our show today. Uh, But just one thing, I want to thank everybody also, too, for coming out to the DCDT, for uh, having me um, for the small business panel when we're talking about having a business in Detroit. And then also everyone who came out to All Things Detroit at TEDx Detroit. And we want to remind everybody that Sunday, November 4th at the Eastern Market, We will have the main event, All Things Detroit, where we have giveaways every hour to the first 100 customers, over 200 businesses, food trucks. I mean, it is going to be an amazing time. So if you want to have more information on that, please go to All Things Detroit, uh, I love allthingsdetroit.com, or download our mobile app available on Google Play at the Apple Store. So today we are talking about how to create a community. When you have a small business, being in a community is very, very important, and the two guys that I have with me today are special. And they're not only special because um, they are the oldest vendors of the community of All Things Detroit, Um, but for those who don't know about All Things Detroit, it's a small business showcase that I created about six years ago uh, in my one-bedroom apartment. And these guys have been there to see the growth, the changes, and I feel that we've kind of built a community together. Uh, And in this community, there's not just us. They are hundreds of businesses um, who are in this community, and I feel that we all, you know, kind of support each other. Uh, so we have Colin McConnell with a Detroit Respect. Hi, Colin. Hey, how you doing? And say your first name. No, I'm missing what you doing. Kamisi. Why do I keep wanting to say Kasimi? That is so bold. And I feel like I just want to say K, but I ain't going to do that to you. Kamisi Bedford with Black Folk Apparel. Yep. And I want to thank you guys both so much for being here. Thanks for having us. Uh, thank you. And I feel that uh, we're not only going to be talking about all things Detroit, but we're going to be talking about your guys' business and then also, you know, the importance of being a part of a community. What are the benefits? And then also, what are the things that we would like to see when we're a part of a community that supports small business and why it's so important to have, like, that outside look? So, Kamisi, tell me a little bit about your business. So, just give me a little background on Black Folk Apparel. Well, Black Folk Apparel started in 1998. This is our 20th year um, in business. And it started out by necessity. Um, I was a student at CCS and I needed money. Our supplies. Well, congratulations are, on being in business for 20 years. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a labor of love. <laughs> um, we started off um, Black Folk Apparel on necessity because we needed money. Um, I had to buy art supplies, and art supplies are very expensive. And Utrecht doesn't take any ILUs. Mm. 
So uh, at the time, uh, CCS had um, an, an agreement with the, the now defunct Detroit Festival of the Arts, and they would provide free booths for CCS students. So my uh, partner at the time, uh, we said, hey, you know what, let's do a T-shirt designer piece. You do one, I do one. Let's put a couple dollars together. Let's get some T-shirts and let's get a free booth. Hey, you know, let's check and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. So we were just trying to get some money just so we can get through our third year of school so we can get these art supplies because now we're going into our majors. And then we pretty much sold out, and we looked at each other and said, mm, I think we got something. So was the initial name Black Folk Apparel, or was it something else? No, no, the initial name was Black Folk Apparel. Oh, okay. Yeah, we decided early on um, that, you know, we were going to do this because we found out the year before that they that booths were offered. So it was just kind of in the back of our mind that we just kind of knew that, and we didn't see a lot of um, minorities signing up mm-hmm. for these free booths because we just didn't know about it. So um, once we all got together and said, hey, guys, you know, sell your photography, sell your ceramics, sell whatever you got. But, you know, people are out here to buy, you know, make sure everybody gets a booth because they're giving us free booths for the weekend. So um, over the summer, we came up with the name and then we said we set the plan in motion and said we're going to do uh, the Festival of Arts this year and we're going to come up with a couple of designs and, you know, get some money for our uh, art supplies. But once we sold out and we saw that people really liked the concept, then we said to ourselves, mm, maybe we should keep going with this. And then we've been going since then. I've, I've been going since then. Yeah. So do you uh, have like your? Do you still sell like the very one of the very first designs that you created? Actually, I do. Um, I brought it back this year. Uh, it's called the Truth, and um, I brought it back for our 20th anniversaries. And it's up on our website at BlackFolkApparel.com. Um, you you can go look at it. Order it, buy it. We're uh, gonna get to all the plugs. <laughs> We're gonna plug you in a minute. We're gonna plug you. But uh, no, like that—that's cool. And I think that when we met, it was my second All Things Detroit, and mm-hmm. it was very, very hot. Um, very hot. <laughs> and it was dripping wet, and yes. it was the a horrible experience. And I'm sure the vending experience was uh, not that great, <laughs> being that. It was so hot. Not to say that the way the setup and everything was wasn't great, but the, it was very, very hot. So I want to thank you for sticking it out with me through that crazy. Um, it wasn't a problem. I, I was. I've been. You know. At the, even at back then, I was a veteran at vending, so it pretty much wasn't too much I hadn't experienced by then, um, and I also knew that you know. It's only so many things that you can control. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there's no sense of getting all uh, angry and frustrated and cussing folk out because people still was there and people were still buying. And you know what? I, we need to have this conversation a long time ago when everybody else was cussing me out when we were there because mm-hmm. they were just not not happy like at all, at all, at all about it. So, uh, Colin, tell me a little bit how you how your background and how you got started with um, Detroit uh, Respect. Detroit Respect was just a labor of love of the city. Um, I, my grandfather and my father and my mother all had businesses down here and worked down here. And so I just fell in love at a very, very young age. And one day my business partner and I were just kind of tired of just using our voice to be the cheerleader for the city because so many people were like, just bashing it nonstop. And uh, 
So we wanted to take what we want, could and through my power of social media and he owns a screen printing company, we just ordered some pizzas and <laughs> drank some beers and came up with some designs and we printed a dozen shirts, took them to a local bar down the street and we sold them all within like a half hour and took that money and kept making it this grassroots organic thing and uh, it just kind of kept coming and it was just more of just... We wanted shirts that we could wear because at the time we couldn't find any shirts with positive Detroit things. There were still guns or, you know, come back to Detroit, we miss you with a bullet, you know, and stuff like that. So we wanted to say, like, that's not how we see Detroit. So I wanted to kind of express it that way. And I think that's like with Detroit versus everybody, like their shirt was, it didn't have anything derogatory or anything on it. I think that's one of the reasons why it became a popular, you know, a popular brand the way that it did because you know, at the same time. But now the market is so saturated with uh, T-shirts. Because both of you guys have, you know, clothing lines or Mm T-shirt lines. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when applications for all things you try come in, it's like I see, I would say, probably 50 uh, applications of T-shirts. Can I tell you that it was at at one point in history where there was literally um, Made in Detroit, Pure Detroit, and Mm -hmm. myself. And that's it. That was it. Well, Ghetto Rags was the first um, before even made in Detroit. And then they were the one like doing. You're Detroit going stuff. way back. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. I forgot Look, Colin's, about Colin's trying to show like <laughs> yeah. Colin's trying to show like, hey, I've done my research in this but, one. Oh, no, listen, I, I work at a rag. Listen, so. no, and listen, I could be all things Detroit, but I, I definitely didn't know that for sure. I mm-hmm. did not. But it's so many T-shirts now. Mm-hmm. It's just a saturated market, yeah. uh, and it's just like, how do you even? What is the niche? Like, how do you make your shirt stand out, you know, from the rest? I feel like with you, it's different because, um, you know, it's black folk apparel. It's not just saying, like, Detroit. It's it's mm-hmm. a different thing. Because when I see the la- the natural look of the lady with the afro and I see mm-hmm. all those things, like, that's a different and then that's a different variety. And then with you, Colin, like, you have a variety of different shirts, but they say Detroit on them. So it's like, what do you think that makes you guys kind of, like, stand out than everybody else? Um, well, I can say for me is is op, op, being authentic. It's just not a generic Detroit T-shirt, mm-hmm. which, you know, Colin, he's, he, I know he's seen them, I've seen them. You know, you got people out there who will just put a witty design out and trying to make a couple bucks and, you know, it doesn't work and then they fold. Um, my customers um, know that when they get a product from me that is going to be an authentic design for me, not just something that I went on Fiverr and, you know, <laughs> pay someone a couple bucks to, Fiverr. you know. Do, do people it. really get their shirts from, like, designs from Fiverr? Yeah. 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 Not to say that I've never used Fiverr, but I've never used it for, like, a shirt design or anything like that. I just feel like if there's something that I can't do in, like, a Photoshop or something, I've had someone do that or something. Mm-hmm. But, like, to me, Fiverr I, Fiverr, I don't think that's, like, where I would go to get, like, my shirt design. I don't know. Just... Some of the things I've seen, I'm like, mm, okay. Well, you just lost a sponsor. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> lost one, got to get one first. I mean, get one first because, yeah, that's just that's a whole that's a topic for another show. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, we're in Colin. We're, you and your shirts. What do you think about your brand? I'm not going to say shirts. I'm going to say your brand. My what brand. about you guys' brand? Well, when we mm-hmm. first started, you know, like we constantly see is there's a lot of brands that are married to that one design, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, they're, and more power to them because uh, three that pop out of my head right away are making a load of money yes. off that one design. Yes. And, uh, and so 
I, for me as an artist, and I know you can relate, is that I never wanted to be held down to that one. Even though, like, it was, it meant a lot to me at that time and probably still does, I constantly want to, it's like, it's like a, a, a singer, you know, uh, someone who puts out music. You want to, you want to beat that sophomore album, you know, you want to be that, beat that next song. And that's with me, it, my creativity makes me happy. It, it it's, helps with stress. And I want to do the next one, like, I want this song better than this song. Mm-hmm. I want this shirt better than that shirt. And but I still love them all the same. But it just the creativity is what keeps me going. Plus, when people come to the table, they're like, "Well, I have that one, that one, and that one." I was like, "Well, we have the same one you already had, but we have it now in this color." And they get so excited. So that's what's that's what's exciting to me is being creative, being creative, and also like just trying to think outside the box. I, th- I think that's important within any business is thinking out- outside of the box. I had one friend tell me that his uncle had been in business for 45 years, and he said he was because he thought of ways to reinvent himself right, and, right. and think outside the box. So to be innovative and do those different type of things is so important when you have a, a not even just a small business, like a business, you know, period. I mean, like, look at Apple and all these huge companies that come up with everything, you know, the guy from Amazon. So I feel like it's just important in, in any aspect of your business. Too. Well, I mean, being small business, you know, month for women, you look at people like Madonna. It's like she constantly was reinventing herself. And if she would have just stayed the same, the material girl, she would have disappeared a long time ago. And the people in history that are constantly reinventing themselves, with the, you know, those are the ones that we remember, which makes it exciting. Mm-hmm. Wasn't like a prayer after Material Girl. I think so. Right? I, don't, I was. I was more into Run DMC. And okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're talking today about creating a community, and and being that means like creating a community and being a part of a community. And when I say that, I mean like your community being like your support system, uh, mm-hmm. and not just like with the people who are at home. Because I feel like with all things Detroit. Uh, for people who do do not know, All Things Detroit is a small business showcase that we showcase over 250 businesses three times a year, and we get uh, between 10 to 14,000 customers per event. And we're talking about like you know here we here's this event, and there's all these people, and there's all of these businesses, and it's like these are our peers, these are the people around us, and so being a part of this community, like what does it mean to you? Like, is it do you feel like it's important? Do you feel like you have actually um, gained from being a part of it because I feel like it's not something that I feel like it's something that we all have created Mm -hmm. because you talk to other people and you say are you going to do all things Detroit or are you going to do this event Mm -hmm. and I just feel like and maybe because it's mine and it's my baby I feel like (laughs) I feel like it's different from from any other event and I try to be innovative to create different things that will benefit the business to make them feel like they're part of a private yacht club. You know, if the yacht club mm-hmm. can have their benefits, so can all things Detroit. So can these businesses who invest their money in me yes. to promote it and advertise it. So I look at you, not only the customers as my customers, but I also look to the businesses as my customers. Mm-hmm. And so I want us to have uh, something exclusive for us. Right. You know, what is exclusive for a small business? Nothing, really. But All Things Detroit is exclusive to the businesses that participate in, you know, and be in it. So why is it important to you to be a part of All Things Detroit? Well, or if, of a community. Let's well, not just sing at All Things Detroit. It's it's important to be amongst like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Very um, important. The, 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 the other small businesses, they know what you're going through, you know, um, especially the more experienced ones that are out there. And then it's also good to see the up-and-coming businesses who are maybe this is their first or first-time vending or one of their first few times vending and 
you know, if you can offer, um, lend, lend a hand, you know, if they forget their scissors or tape or <laughs> if they just need general advice, period, you know, um, sometimes they might, um, they might have an issue with, uh, their, um, you know, uh, their pricing, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, or maybe just their approach to customers. And, you know, sometimes you can say, Hey, maybe you should try this. Maybe you should try that. That'll help you out. You know, you know, don't give up. Some people get too discouraged. They get discouraged. discouraged. Yeah. And in the setup too, because yeah. I feel like when people first start and they do any event, they don't really know like the setup. They don't mm-hmm. know, you know, how to place their pieces, how to, how to do those things. And mm-hmm. I feel like if they're, if their neighbor is friendly, because that is one thing in this community is, you know, we are our own. We have to support each other. Right. When people ask me, how do you get these people? Who are, who's the street team? I say, we are our own street team mm-hmm. because we have to promote it like mm-hmm. together and working together is, is important. So when you're there on event day and someone's asking you a question or you're giving someone advice, it's not like the, oh, I know, or this, this, this. Right, when you're right. part of all things you try, you feel like you can ask questions. You feel like you can get that advice. I mean, not to say that it hasn't been a couple instances where it's, you know, every, somebody who knows everything, you just got to let them do their thing. But I feel that, um, you know, it's definitely, you know, a place where you can feel that you have a great group of people around mm-hmm, you. Definitely. Yeah, I think that some people, in, like vendors in our situation as business owners, uh, take for granted the person who's promoting the event, where we just assume, you know, it's like, have barn, we'll travel, you know, and we're just going to come and you're going to bring the people. But wh- why is us as vendors are keeping this a secret to our connections and right. our community ourselves? I mean, yes, there is an all things Detroit community as, as if we're using that as an example and you are the promoter of that event. But us as vendors, we need to let our community know and say, <laughs> listen, there's this really cool thing. I don't want to keep it a secret because one of my friends might want to buy a candle or this and that. And it's like, I want to share this with the people that we became friends and family and a community with and we want to everybody to come. So if you think that it if I can get 10 of my connections to come and part of my community and you get 10 of yours, mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's a ton of people that we're sharing the love. And, right. I, and like I say, it's 250 businesses and, and right. 20 of those are food trucks. So mm-hmm. if everybody brings 10 to 20 people, I mean like, oh boy, you yeah. know, that it, it would definitely be uh, a great day. And like I said in one of my um, podcasts before, I get so much anxiety still to this day, six years later, when doing all things Detroit because there can be a thousand tickets sold. There can be thirty five hundred tickets sold, and I still have it in my crazy little brain. Like, are people going to come today? Is it going to rain? But Is see, gonna... that's the crazy thing about it. One of the best days I had at All Things Detroit was that I the think it was last day. year when that when it rained. Yeah, yeah, that's too. Yeah, it was oh, crazy. March just... twenty, March twenty yeah. sixth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it yeah. rained buckets outside, and I said, yeah. "Oh my God, it's raining." Okay, well, let's see how this is going to turn out. But people came out in droves still. <laughs> They're like, I need a shirt. I'm yeah. so <laughs> right. Here you go. And they stood in the line. They yeah. stood in the line and, mm-hmm. and were waiting for the food trucks. And I was just like, okay, it's good. And then I had people who were like, it was raining. What you? And I'm looking like, we didn't know it was going to rain. You, you know, you, can't you control try, that? You yeah. try to, yeah. We well, cannot control the weather, people. Yeah. We cannot control the weather. We but we try. I try. I just want it to be a great platform for businesses to 
be able to showcase their brand, sell their products, and get the most from their customer base. Mm-hmm. So my whole brand of Ask Jennifer is, you know, creating platforms for small businesses, like with the online marketplace, with um, the small business directory, and with all things you trade. And my goal and my plan is to build, you know, communities nationwide, not just in Detroit. We love right. Detroit. It's great. But I want to be able to, uh, I did something in Chicago, and I want to mm-hmm. be able to do something in Brooklyn, and I want to do things in these places to just kind of uh, uniform what we've done here mm-hmm. to kind of show togetherness in the small business community because everything is so competitive. People right. are on social media looking like, she has lipstick and I have lipstick, but you know what? She sells purple, you sell green. Like, it's just it's just a way that you, you, you kind of like have to look at it. And so how would you say that being a part of, um, just not just being part of a community, but like not even all things Detroit, but just your peers and your community that are around you, how has it helped your business? Well, it's helped my business because I'm able to expose my my customers to new businesses and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, like if it wasn't for all things you traded, like I never would have met Karen from Natural Red. Karen's awesome. And, you know, I see her around at different events and we can talk and we can swap stories and, you know, you know, talk. You know, she can inform me about different little programs that's going around the city and in region, and I can do the same for her. And mm-hmm. we can, you know, swap war stories, so to speak. And if it wasn't for you know an event like this, I would have never met her. You mm-hmm. know, because we're just two, just from two different sides of, you know, the city. You know, and that's that was the the meeting point, so mm-hmm. to speak. And that's what we had. You know, we're both small business owners trying to make it, and that's what we have in common, and that's what unites us. And Kala, for you? Well, kind of to go back a little bit when you touched about the lipstick thing. And that's unfortunately what some people in business don't realize that your competitor could be your best uh, resource yes. for business. Where uh, I had a friend who worked in, uh, sold copiers and printers. And everyone said, well, you don't want to meet that guy. He sells them too. He's like, well, why don't I? So eventually he called the guy. And it turned out the one guy was selling printers $1,000 or less, and the other printer was selling a, a guy selling for $1,000 or more. So they ended up becoming each other's best resource. And just from them alone, those two people, they were making so much business. So no, yes, to kind of a little backtrack that we need to focus as a community because it is all about networking, you know, where our, our friends are our best salespeople. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting there sharing it on social media and telling everybody about us. And then also the vendors where, like you were saying, is – they're letting us know when the next events are coming up, you know, helping us get to people that we might not be able to reach out to. So it's all about a community and becomes this vendor family where mm-hmm. us as business owners will see each other more than we do our own family. Yes. <laughs> and yes. We just, we watch out and I get excited to see people and it's people that became just strangers are now friends and family because I, I've just grown this amazing bond with them through the years. I know. And, you know, a lot of the vendors I've actually met through Facebook. You mentioned Karen with Natural Red. Mm-hmm. I saw her packaging and I thought her branding was great. And I reached out to her and said, hey, I do this event. And she said, well, I don't really pay over $100 for an event. At that time, I think it was just $100 or something like that. She was like, but thank you so much, you know, for reaching out to me. And then she signed up. And then when she came into the event, I said, Karen from Natural Red, because I don't know, I can't remember what I ate for breakfast last week, but any vendor or any person that walks up to me, I can remember every last single person. If they tell me the name of their business, I can tell them exactly what it is that they were selling and almost where they were sitting. It's insane. And she was like, I was so impressed that you actually knew who I was by never meeting me before. But, you know, and and just being, you know, 
so you know on it and I like to be very very organized mm-hmm. we, we do know this yes. I like to send a thousand emails um, <laughs> uh, and you know I just I really love the people who I meet and I really love um, just working with everybody and mm-hmm. I've just met some really some damn some cool people I'm just gonna yeah, say it like yeah. they've really like touched, touched my life and made me you know think about things in a different way and that's what makes me work harder because I feel like I can't let them down. I can't, you know, I have to be innovative. I have to, I can't let them down. And it's a lot of pressure, but at the same time, you know, you want them to be like, you know what? I did good today. Or I was proud. And if someone doesn't good, do well or something, it's like a personal thing for me. I'm like, oh my God, like, well, did we that, not do this and that? And that's a, a, a testament to you, you know, as an individual. And that's why we keep coming back to you as the promoter and that, because you are worried about us. You are as business owners, you're not just in it just to make money and right, like I'll right. run out of space and I know a couple people and let's have a party. Right. You know, you want to see us succeed as much as we want to see you succeed. And that's why it's a good nucleus. And yeah. that's why we keep coming back. Because there is a thing around, I don't know, I can just speak for just this region where, because I get emails every day, every week with people, hey, can you come to my event, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And they want to charge me an arm and a leg. But I've been around long enough to know that you know, when I see those emails, they're just trying to get me to subsidize their costs for their event. Yep. And, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm not doing that. I, and that is, <laughs> that is one of the things that really, really, really annoys me. I feel like I am, a small, I am a small business advocate because if someone says to me, and that's another thing with the curated directory, people actually were asking me, can you send me your list of you know vendors? I want to like... I'm having an event and I want to sign somebody up. And my thing is like, if I feel that it's... I solicit your... Right? (laughs) Uh, Sure. And my thing is like, I want people to reach out to you for great events and great opportunity. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, even if an event is $50, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a great event. Right. Because I get a lot of, you know, flack about how much All Things Detroit is. And I don't think that people think I'm a big business, I guess. And I'm really just a chick, Jennifer, with a laptop and an iPhone trying to work it out. Mm-hmm. And, and they think I'm a big business. So they feel like, oh, she's getting the whole East. But they don't realize, like, there's no, you know, um, what am I trying to say? There's no discount for Eastern Market. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not right. like a regular Eastern Market event. Like, I'm actually paying to rent this place out. Right. And I don't think people plus realize security, that. Plus security, plus people mm-hmm. forget all that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, but I also, within doing that, I signed up for this. So it's nobody, I'm not preaching to people saying, girl, you know how much I pay for this? No, I'm, I'm showing you that I'm putting in the work, you know, and I, and I just want everybody to benefit from this community because not only is it like all things you try, but then we have all things marketplace, which right. is the online marketplace. And it's been uh, active for a year now. And I don't think, I know that you have placed some things on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that, did you, place anything i don't re- mm. no you did you did not mm. we'll nope. get we'll talk about that later that'll be another show <laughs> <laughs> you can, um, uh, we'll do a show of you helping me set it up yes and well you, i'm actually going to be doing some training uh on the marketplace because i was anything you know uh, that takes is great it takes time greatness takes times and i know that it will definitely be great because here we are we have a small business platform another one where you can promote your business uh there's community based on the actual website where there's groups and there's forums and there's all these different things and you can, you know, sell your products all at the same time. So it's like a perfect thing just to go along with all things Detroit. Then there's the director. So my whole everything is just based on small business everything. And I'm hoping one day, which mm-hmm. I know, that one of you guys will maybe email me and be like, Jennifer, somebody found me and it's it's that deal. Like I, I, I got the big deal. And I, I don't want anything. I just want to feel that of... You know, you achieving that goal, right. and that's what. I'll buy you a coney. 
<laughs> Yay. Lafayette takes credit cards now. So <laughs> yes, they do. Today. Uh, why, their uh, conies are expensive, though, aren't they? The Lafayette Coney? They're not the basic. Like, they, they're they a little high-class Coney. No, 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 no. Not Lafayette. That's a, that's oh, that's American. American. Look at me. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. mixing it up. What yeah. a mess. You're going to get hate mail off that. I know, but American <laughs> but American is expensive to me. I mean, it's for a Coney dog. I'm just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll for the just, brand. Yeah. Yeah, you are. But both of them are on the TV. Well, on TV, yeah, right? The it, food channel. Americans are the one. That, they're at Detroit Zoo. They're at Vegas. They're yeah. they're really um, branching out. Oh, um, boss yeah. life. Yeah, Lafayette's yeah. just like... I don't know. Maybe we'll get a Ask Jennifer in Vegas and all that, too. I'm just saying. Hey, we never not? know. <laughs> we never know. So, um, this was a good... This was good. So... Uh, we talked about we talked about challenges. We talked about being a part of community. Um, we talked about you know, is there anything that you guys really want to add that's like you know that you feel is important? Well, community is important. <laughs> uh, so so yes, it is. It's even more important now than ever. I mean, like you said, um, you know, everyone is doing a little bit of everything right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like my business has ran a tale of two lives because when I first started, it wasn't all of this stuff that's out now. We didn't have a Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and all this other stuff. I know. It's- it was straight up hand-to-hand, door you know, hustling. Yeah, you know, door-to-door, hand-to-hand hustling. You know, so, you know, you, you when you got that customer, that that was, you know, your customer. That mm-hmm. was that was hard, you know, because that person invested their money into you and they believed in you. And, you know, the best way they can keep up with you was either, you know, by you doing a phone tree or, you know, and that was the early early um, instances of, 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 of uh, uh, email marketing, you know, where you would just throw everybody's email address up on, on a page and email everybody at one time before we had the MailChimps and the Constant Contacts and all that stuff. I know, and those things, Lord have mercy. You know, yeah. so, you know, I, you know, so my experience is a little bit different because I remember that, mm-hmm. and then now it's just everything. You know, you, you know, you got the Facebooks, Instagrams, and, and everything, and so you can just plaster everything up there, you know, and, and, and shoot for the stars. Um, and, but, you know, with technology, it makes, you know, meeting people and also, uh, you know, getting out of the in, uh, in the community easier mm-hmm. um, than it was once before, you know. So you you can see that there are all these amazing business owners out there who may sell the same things as you do or may not, but you know, I, um, they 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 have great things out there, and it just encourages me that more and more people are going out going after their dreams. They're actually you know starting businesses, no matter how small it is or how big it is. I encourage all my friends. I tell them, say, get a hustle. That's mm-hmm. just my thing for you know starting a business. Like, hey, start a side business. You know, even if it's just quote unquote for a hobby, but start a start a business. I'm like, you know, you will never know what you're capable capable of until you start a business. The only thing for me is like when people say I need to make something extra or whatever, and I say, well, you can do this on the side. But if they say, well, this, I say, okay, yeah, and then I cut it off. I don't go into the Try full it. conversation to keep encouraging them because when they come back, um, you know, if someone comes back and you're just in the like review process or you're in the creative stage and you Mm want to quit already this is not for you right so when i Mm -hmm. see like people say oh i just want to make some money or i need to do this oh i can sell dinners oh i can do that and i'm like okay sounds good and then because i try not to give that advice but i've come across so many talented people who you know i wish i had their talents you know what i mean that they don't even put forth the effort to do it because they're scared 
Because, yeah, fear is real. Oh, it's it's definitely but real. But guess what? You know what? Chances make champions. <laughs> and it's just like, you. Right. It, what they say, now, just do it. Like, you, yeah. you just have to. And it's easier said than done. I know, because nobody wants to fail. And I feel like I have been accustomed to, like, if something doesn't work, I'm like, oh, okay. But if, you tried it. Though. I tried it. And, if so, and I get told no all the time. And they're like, oh, no. I'd be like, oh, okay. And I just also feel, too, is that sometimes people wait on other people. They're always like, I want to make money and I want to do this and I want to do that. But I can't because my cousin, sister, daddy didn't do this. Like, that type of thing. And I just feel like, mm, we are responsible for you. We cannot. We are responsible for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you cannot... Um, Wait on opportunity. You have to create it. Exactly. And that's just how I feel about him. And Colin. Well, I, I think that, like you were saying, right now in our world, community is key. And mm-hmm. we need to uh, look at our resources to help us grow as a business and even just help us in general. Uh, because, uh, like, if I'm having one person love my things, then they're going to tell more people, mm-hmm. but then also in the same thing, if they don't like it, they're going to tell even more people. So we just have to keep giving the best customer service we can and keep the hustle going. Mm-hmm. And people understand as us as entrepreneurs, we don't sleep and we work 24 <laughs> hours oh, a day. Yes. Oh my yes. God, all day, every day. But I'm learning to get more sleep. I'm definitely, it, it's a process. Sleep well, is key as me. we get older. You know, I'm learning because the sister is just moving I used to go t- off for three, four hours of sleep. You know, that's working full still time do. and all that. Not no more. No, I can't do it. And you, because you still work full time. Yeah, I still work full time. You still work full time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very yeah, much and so. Colin, you don't work full time. Well, I do, but I don't have, I work for myself. Yeah, we work I mean, for yourself. Yeah. I wake up at six in the morning and I go to bed at four. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I, it was one Monday I was up 20 hours and I still got mm-hmm. up to go to boxing, but I was just like, so tired. I was just, I was still trying, you know what I mean? But I knew after this was done, I had to go home and lay down because you, you burn yourself out. You yeah. burn yourself out. And then that's where people in your community come in to say to you, listen, get some rest, go to sleep. It's fine. It can wait a day. It's not, you know, because I think, oh my God, if I don't post every single day, all day, this is not going to happen. And it's just like, that's just not true. It's, no. it's not. But I have to keep telling myself that. I, 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 work in progress. I just went a full month without posting to Instagram and it didn't hurt me any. Okay. Okay. And we know what's the greatest feature on this iPhone? What is that? The do not disturb feature. You know what? I need to uh, get on that. But you know what? I'm so addicted to it. The first thing I do when I wake up is I'm doing this. I'm mm-hmm. looking. I'm you know answering emails and stuff. You like know, that. and then that's fine. But you know what? Set a time throughout the evening to where you put your do not disturb on. So like for me, it's it's from midnight to seven a.m. I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to hear a buzz. I don't want to hear a chirp. I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to hear well, my email going on. Well, that's because you married and got a living, boo. I'm trying to, I, I might get a call and I got to, I'm being funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, 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 even if it was by myself, if I was by myself, yeah. I was single, you know, you just need that time for, especially when you're trying to sleep, to be, to sleep uninterrupted because a lot of your creativity comes while you're asleep. Mm-hmm. And it also, it, when you're awake, you need to have, you know, you need sleep wells just so you can be creative when you're awake. You, and so I started noticing a few a couple of years ago that, you know, I would get waking, awakened at night because my email would go off, something like that. And then it would interrupt my sleep and then it would mess up the, the following the day. day. Your brain starts yeah. going. Yeah. yeah, it's just going, going, going. And then when I did it, my wife did it. And it was just like, oh, my God, this is great. Why didn't someone else think about that? Because, you know, we can't cut our phones off nowadays. And especially if you don't have a house phone, mm-hmm. you know, your phone is it. 
You know, so if you cut your phone off at night, you know, that'd be that one time, you know, an emergency happens and then no one can get it, get in touch with you. And I do think that we need to work together and just do little things like you're saying is doing that unplugging where yes. when we're out to dinner, put the phone down. down. Like I don't, it's amazing when you go to a restaurant and you see four people at a table and all four of them on their phones. And that's where we're losing it. Like even back in the day, my dad told me, he's like, what's killing our community is them building these subdivisions with no sidewalks, no porches, and garage doors. Because mm-hmm. people are instantly coming home, opening the garage, going in, shutting it, and getting inside. And, like, when we grew up, it was always on the porch. Mm-hmm. Where we'd get on the porch, people would be walking on the sidewalk, we'd wave, and they'd come up on the porch, we hang out. And then you know your neighbors. Now most people don't even know their neighbors. No, and they don't want to be bothered with their neighbors either. No. It's just crazy. No, and yeah. we need to make an effort as a group of people to make this happen and break bread with our, our neighbors and, and our friends and really keep this love going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just a community like in business, it's community like, you know, wherever you are, like in your, yeah. like you say in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in, you know, where I live. I really like my neighbors. I like a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, a little sketchy, but, right. um, but for the most part, you know, I feel like it's a, a great community and there's a variety of different people, not just, you know, entrepreneurs, but there's students, you know, there's mm-hmm. people who've been living there for, you know, one guy says he's been living there since the depression. Like it's, wow. so it's a, yeah, right. it's a variety. <laughs> yeah. Long time. It's a variety of different people that live there. So that particular community for me is like, okay, you know, it, it's cool. I can definitely relate to a lot of people there mm-hmm. and I feel safe when I go home and it relaxed. It's not noisy. Even with the students, um, it's not a lot. Mm-hmm. So I really love that. And you know that they're going to watch out for you because they know you. Right. And, and they're going to make sure you're okay. And if you get home, yes. they're going to walk in your car. So, Which is, yes, you have to walk into the car because it's a little dark outside. You go into a private spot. You just have to be careful. Yes, you really yes. have to be careful. So, um, Kamisi, what's next for you? Well, what's next for me is uh, definitely all things Detroit. Yay. Um, I'll be there in November. Um, currently, I'm running a campaign where I'm doing 52 weeks. I mean, 52 shirts in 52 weeks. So, hashtag 52 weeks, 52 shirts, where I'm putting out a shirt a week. Uh, fingers crossed. Um and um, I have a few things on the horizon that I can't right now go into because it's a surprise. But um, best believe me, year 21 of Black Folk Apparel is going to be a big one. And uh, hopefully I look forward to uh, doing more All Things Detroit events. Yeah, and maybe some events out of state. And just tell yeah. uh, tell everybody where they can follow you. You can follow me at blackfolkapparel.com. That's my website. Um you can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Black Folk Apparel. Um, info at blackfolkapparel.com is the email address. Okay. And if F-O-K. So F-O-K. people know not to say F-O-L-K. But if they do go to blackfolkapparel.com, it will just redirect you to Black That's Folk Apparel. That's a smart man right there. Give hey, up on that one. You know, I <laughs> When you read your analytics, you know, you find out different things. You know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, realize people can't spell. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Well, my name is Jennifer with a Y. Exactly. Yes. Right. Yeah, so you know but all if we about did it. ask Jennifer know, without, will I, it redirect? I can write my name for someone. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They will still not do it right mm-hmm. at all. And no, and that's a good point because they should. Dang, I'm learning something today. Um, <laughs> that's the purpose of this, like to learn and, and everything. And so, Colin, what's what's next for you? We're going in the holiday season. So it is, uh, I mean, summer's our busy season as it is just because of festivals. But 
with the holiday season, it's every weekend and almost every day something's going on. And uh, so we're just really excited. So keep connected on social media at Detroit Respect, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that fun stuff. And then you can check out all the other fun stuff at DetroitRespect.com. And you also do uh, social media. You do social media and mm-hmm. that type of thing for, we have different clients that you do it for, right? Uh, yeah, clients, uh, per my personal thing, we do custom screen printing for businesses. Uh, so we don't just print our stuff, we print other people's as well. So that keeps us busy during the day. Uh, and then at night we're selling shirts and uh, printing our stuff uh, after hours. Well, thank you both so much for being here. I know that we kind of, like, when you're talking, trying to stick to, like, one subject, it's, like, kind of go off into, like, everything else. But we're, you know, we talked about, you know, building a community, being a part of a community. We talked about all things Detroit. And uh, this was a good show. And um, thank you so much for being here. And so I just want to tell everybody that Thursday, October 11th, I will be a speaker at the Junior League of Ann Arbor for the Women in Leadership event. There will be five amazing other speakers. And you'll also be able to shop with uh, women small business owners. Um, So it's a great event. You should definitely go out and support it. Uh, You can get more information at www.jlaa.org. Or you can go to askjennifer.com. So uh, I will see you guys both at All Things Detroit. And you can follow me, everybody, at Ask Jennifer. That's J-E-N-N-Y-F-E-R. And that's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network.